This is Dion Guillory, and you're listening to AC23, the podcast and radio show for the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge. Thank you for taking the time and lending your ears to listen to our little show here. The Mississippi River plays a huge role in our lives here in South Louisiana. Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge and Learning Tree Productions, LLC, producer of Africans on the Mississippi, Cut and Cane, invites you to a free screening of this award-winning documentary right here at the Carrie Siraj Community Arts Center on January 27th, starting at 7 p.m. Here to tell us more about the documentary and what you can expect at the screening is producer Spencer Howard. Spencer, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for asking me. Thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah, um, this is incredible. I'm really excited about this. First of all, I just want to start off, and I kind of we kind of did a little discussion uh, before we started this, but congratulations on this. Thank you. Um, what sparked the idea for this documentary? Um, gosh, I'm a history buff. You know, I'm an educator. Uh, I love history. I moved to Louisiana. Uh, almost 20 years, a little over 20 years ago. And it felt like I stepped into a history book. I feel like I stepped into an era, a place that held so much mystery, held so much history, held so much of my history. Matter of fact, I felt like when I moved to Louisiana, I, 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 it kind of felt like the feeling that I got was, this is where my people got off the boat. Mm-hmm. I felt so familiar to me. And so I, I hooked up with the, uh, early on, I hooked up with the River Road African American Museum, Kathy Hambrick, and I started to volunteer and work with them. And then after I, re- I left the school system, I taught with, uh, taught for, uh, uh, taught uh, middle school, uh, talented theater with East Baton Rouge Parish School District, Westdale Middle School, uh, for a few years. And after I left there, <clears throat> I volunteered and became the artist in residence at uh, River Road African American Museum and trying to attract more uh, young people participation and uh, involvement in, in theater and theater activities. You know, I'm a theater person, so like a hammer, everything looks like a nail. So, you know, I, I said, well, theater is a way to get young people involved. Uh, that was a challenge. You know, uh, we had to find the stories uh, to write, to tell. And so I started a oral history project and I invited community elders to participate and you know to my surprise they were just eager I got a, a eager group of elders to come to the the, uh, the museum on Saturday mornings uh, to just sit in a story circle and tell stories and talk about that talk about growing up in Donaldsonville uh, and so the stories you know I started out thinking I was going to write a um a play, a th- something to do on we could do on stage, and I, while in the museum, I discovered a map, a 1858 map that detailed the hundreds of plantations lining the Mississippi River from New Orleans all the way to Natchez. And I, you know, and the thought hit me, wow, I'm talking about Donaldsonville, but look at all these stories. Mm-hmm. There's so many stories to tell on this Mississippi River, and so it, one thing led to another. You know, uh, wrote a grant, uh, decentralized art grant. We got the grant. Wanted to shoot a short uh, video, something that would help us to raise funds and help us move the project forward. And it just grew into something larger. Uh, and realized that we had more stories to tell than just Donaldsonville. I uh, 
narrowed it down to five cities, five Mississippi, four Mississippi River cities, um, and to New Orleans, Dawsonville, Baton Rouge, and Natchez. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was five episodes all together. But when I just started talking to people in Natchez, I discovered that uh, a family in Natchez had made connections with their ancestral uh, village, ancestral uh, ancestors in Gambia, and they had actually connected. So I said, "Wow, that's a what great way to, you know, to wrap up this series, a docu series." And um, so the last episode, episode five takes the family from Natchez to Gambia to reunite uh, with their ancestral, uh, their ancestral ancestors, ancestral relatives. So that's kind of the gist of, you know, how it developed and where we are right now. Uh, we mm-hmm. use the, um, thanks to the Arts Council, uh, the great support from the Arts Council, we were able to use those centralized art fund, found a great director in New Orleans, a great filmmaker, in New Orleans and Sea uh, Freedom, Christine Brown, uh, who came and we filmed in Donaldsonville for a few days, and we all the with all the footage that we uh, collected, uh, we had. Uh, she said, "Why don't we just go ahead and make a short film?" You know, I said, "I'm cool with that." <laughs> you know, so one thing led to another. She she's a great great uh, great artist, great editor. And we came down, and it came down to it. Came up with instead of seven minutes, we ended up with a twenty-two and a half minute short film. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's kind of the um, what's so great about it is that collaborative. You know, mm-hmm. we you you kind of went into it uh, with one idea, and it just blew up into what it is now. Yeah, well, it's all about, you know, artists and collaboration. Collaboration, collaborating with, with other artists is like, that's like, oh, that's mother's milk, man. That's, <laughs> that is, <laughs> you know, especially when you find someone who, who gets it, who, you know, who is on the same page as you are in terms of appreciating history, uh, you know, and with the skills uh, to, 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 to bring it to life, you know. Um, yeah, it, 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 was, it was just amazing collaboration, you know, and it's, it's a collaboration that started, you know, it doesn't, and it didn't just start with this project. I think about the story circle and um, what I learned from my mentor, John O'Neill, who was um, the founder of, the, of uh, one of the founders of the uh, Free Southern Theater. Um, and, and then after the Free Southern Theater, June Bug Productions, and, and I worked with John O'Neill on a few projects and uh, John O'Neill was one of the originators. One of the he he defined the story circle, and mm-hmm. so I took what what I learned from him and I used it in this project. And that's kind of what helped me to uh, to move it along and and to get you know learn how to uh, communicate with people, get people to talk and tell their stories. And that's what it's all about: collecting stories and stories that um, that would be lost otherwise. Uh, stories that would not be told, important stories, stories that enrich our lives and especially, you know, uh, especially our children, enriching lives of our children uh, and knowing the history that, uh, that, that, um, you know, we have such a, we, you know, I think sometimes, you know, our history, African-American history, which is American history, you know, is so rich and so uh, sometimes it's almost unimaginable, uh, uh, you know, what it you know the richness of our experience, 
And uh, and it's it's important that that's why I think this piece, this film, uh, this project, the docu series is important. Not just uh, for any particular, not just for African Americans, but it's important that we get to know each other, that we know each other's story, so that we can appreciate having a greater appreciation um, for uh, for our fellow citizens and for each other's for our experiences. Yeah, I, I think you you make a great point there because you know this kind of was born out of trying to get kids and younger people interested, and obviously there weren't enough stories about our people. So here we are finding these stories, and like you said, stories that could be dead had yeah. they weren't you know, if they weren't told, how did, what are some of the reactions you've gotten from people who have either um, seen the documentary, the docu-series, or even, you know, those elders who took part in it? Like, how, how have they uh, reacted to um, just the idea of getting these stories out? Oh, my God. I mean, the principles. I have to speak to the, about the principles, the elders. <clears throat> they are my family. They be, we be, they became my family. Uh, they are became so appreciative of someone that would wanted to sit down and listen and tell their stories. That was like they were so they were so gracious and so so warm and so 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 open, you know, uh, to 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 you know to telling this their stories and to, to mm. read, you know, just they just felt like nobody wanted to know. You know, nobody wanted to hear what they had been through or what they had experienced and what Donaldsonville was like in the 40s and 50s, you know, and uh, so forth and, uh, and beyond earlier than that. We even go all the way back to the 1800s. I mean, 1900s, I'm sorry, um, with Mr. With the Julian family, which is an amazing story all by itself. That uh, Mr. Julian is a person who invented the uh, sugarcane planting machine that revolutionized mm -hmm the sugarcane industry that's uh, worldwide. Um, and um, so just- and still used today. It's still in use today, exactly. Um, and they were so appreciative and I, I, I'm i so, I was, I was so uh, uh, inspired. And so uh, when we did a, uh, a showing and we did a screening in Donaldsonville in November, and they, uh, this church, uh, which is a 157-year-old uh, Methodist church built by former enslaved people, still in existence, uh, we held a screening there. And the place was packed. And um, the reactions from um, the elders, from the families and people who were there, um, it just, it was so encouraging. It just, it lets me know, when you know that you're on the right track. You're doing something right, right. you know. When you get those kind of reactions, and and then uh, the, a few days earlier, we were in New Orleans. We did a screening in New Orleans, where uh, there was a younger a younger crowd, a younger audience, and um, some of the conversations I had afterwards were just emotional conversations from younger people. You know, these were, you know, it, it just, it just really touched me. I mean, sometimes you don't, you know, you write something as a writer, as an artist, 
you create something and you just, you don't really know, you know, you know that, you know, you're doing something that, that comes from your heart, you know, mm-hmm. that you feel that you need, you want to do, but you know, something you don't know how people are going to accept it. You don't know how people are going to react to it, you know, and sometimes it really matters and sometimes it don't, you know, uh, but this, uh, the reactions that I've gotten uh, really, really matters. It really touched my heart. It really lets me know that I'm on the right track. You know, that we're doing something worthwhile that we're doing something that the, that the community really, really appreciates. And that's, that's, that's empowering to me. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's great to hear that, that you're getting those reactions from the community. Um, and, you know, the, this document is getting critical acclaim, you know, um, as you know, you know, it has been selected for screenings at nine film festivals, uh, winning the Indie Fest Film Awards for Best Web Series, Best TV Pilot, and Best Editing by the Indie Short Fest Film, uh, Fest film Festival. How does it feel to have work that focuses on people who are often ignored now getting so much attention? Gosh, it feels great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, it just, right. it's, it's, a, it's a really a, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm a part of um, a movement, uh, a door that's opened to people of color. Uh, the the uh, industry uh, recognizes the value of our stories that um, um, they just, they resonate beyond uh, beyond our neighborhood, beyond our state, beyond our city, beyond our shores, you know, mm-hmm. our stories resonate around the world. And um, it feels wonderful to be a part of that movement, to be a part of that voice um, uh, that's, that, that's, that's, that's uh, making our stories, putting our stories out there. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned, you know, the the, the voice, you know, getting the voices out there, uh, because like we mentioned earlier uh, in our conversation that these stories don't get out, you know, no one ever hears them. And I know that, you know, you mentioned the conversations that you had with the elders in the community. What were some of those conversations like? Well, uh, it was like sitting around the kitchen table Mm. and and just. they were enlightening. They were, you know, you start out, you think about, you know, and I, I, I think about, uh, say, a year before I moved to Louisiana, or a week, or a month, two months before I moved to Louisiana, accepted a job here um, in Louisiana in Baton Rouge. Uh, you could, if you'd ask me if I was ever going to move to the Deep South, I'd say you must have lost your mind. Now, where where did you move from? Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. Oh. Total, totally different. Yeah, totally different. I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. I, um, you know, went to school in you know Detroit. Lived in New York to, for PBS uh, television in New York. You know, and so Louisiana, the Deep South, was the last thing on my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and so when you get to the, come to the Deep South, you start to think about all the negativity, all the racial things, and all the right. you know uh, things that that make you wary, a black person wary of, you know, of living, being in the deep South. But I found the deep South to be more welcoming than, than Arizona actually. Uh, and, and so the stories, and we started to talk about stories that I, you know, you go in with a particular 
mindset, you know, of the stories that you're going to hear from from elders. You're going to hear about the negativity. And there was some of that, a lot of that. But a lot of it, most of the stories was about positive, positive, how about growing up in a supportive community, a supportive environment. And we talked about what it was like just, you know, in schools and we had, we kind of broke it down into schools, uh, uh, religion, uh, entertainment, uh, edu- you know, just the basic things. And you ask people, tell me what was it like growing up in Donaldsonville? That's like too broad. You're right. You know? So you have to kind of break it into pieces and, and so that people can talk about their experiences in various areas of doing certain things. And so um, it was just really, really enlightening, really, really, uh, you know, really, really enlightening for me, because as a writer and as a researcher, you have to go where the research takes you. You know, you may go in with a certain mind frame, but the research may take you someplace else. So you have to be willing to follow that trail. You know, and so I followed the lead where the where the conversations took me, and you know, uh, and we ended up with with uh, some things that I uh, I think surprised probably surprised a few people. I tried to, you know, I wanted to explore the the Italian connection to Donaldsonville. There was a, there was a huge Italian population in Donaldsonville, and uh, I tried to uh, connect with our, our couple of people Italian there. And, you know, they thought, I think they kind of were wary because they thought I was, you know, I was looking for to hear some of the negative things, you know. Right. Uh, and, and and so they kind of backed away. They were wary of participating, you know. Um, but I think hopefully uh, we can share this and they, once they see what we're doing with the app, with, with this series, and we'll get a different, 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 uh, add a different take on it from, from this point on. But, you know, there's so many stories, uh, stories to tell. Um, you know, it's much, you know, it's just, it's just amazing to me. I, it's just been a, an amazing experience for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I'm sure an amazing experience for the, those people who were sharing their stories. What do you want people who see the docu-series who um, will come to this screening what do you want them to take away from it? The thing that I think impacts people the most, um, and it's interesting, I had a conversation with, I had a, a doctor's visit uh, last uh, earlier this week. No, it was, yeah, last week, I can't remember, days run. Monday, I think it was. And, um, She's a she's a she's from Pakistan, and she's always asking me about my work. You know, how's your work doing? You know, how's your project going? And I mm-hmm. said, you know, I got a sizzle reel. We just finished it a couple of days ago. You want to see it? She said, Oh yeah, yeah I want to see it. You know, yeah, let's hurry up and get through with this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I showed her the sizzle reel, uh, which which went through the entire five part uh, docu series, and. The expression, the feeling that she that I that 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 well, she, it was it was so impactful to her, and what it did for her, it made her realize how important telling her story was. Mm-hmm. Is she wants now? She says, you know, this inspires me to want our my our story tell the conflict between Pakistan and India and Bangladesh. People don't know the inner workings of what that's all about, you know. And so long story short, what I hope people come away with, you know, is a, a deeper appreciation of their own personal stories, you know, and, and, and um, 
make sure that those stories are told and you know and pass along. We're an oral. We uh, African people live uh, through an oral tradition, mm-hmm. and stories passed down uh, from generation to generation. There was always a person. Uh, who was responsible for hearing the stories, remembering the stories, and passing those stories on to future generations. Uh, and we've lost that sense of tradition. We've lost that connection. And But each family, everybody, every family has uh, stories to tell, has a piece of the puzzle that makes us whole. And so I hope that People walk, come away with this uh, from seeing this, 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 uh, uh, from this screening with a greater appreciation for their own personal stories and their own personal worth and value and uh, playing the part that, uh, you know, in, in, in part of this American story. Yeah. And you're, you're helping to, to tell some of those stories. Uh, Spencer yeah. Howard, producer of Africans on the Mississippi, Cut and Cane. Thank you for spending some time with us. You're very welcome. Thank you so much. I so look forward to uh, to the screening on the 27th, which is just next week. Um, yeah. So I really look forward to that. And, you know, um, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, definitely. Thanks, I, to you, Council. thanks to Renee. Thanks to everybody who made it possible. Yes. Thank you for uh, taking the time. And you can take part in the free screening of Cut and Cane happening here at the Carrie Siraj Community Arts Center on January 27th, starting at 7 p.m.